detuned guitar. Play, uh, see if we met, like, check out levels here. Hey guys, welcome to the... So hey so everyone, this is the podcast. Play, uh, play it how loud you play it. But that's gonna be the loudest by far. This is very out of tune. Yeah. What's this ring thing on the back? It is my eye ring that I use for stability control of my phone. Interesting. And that I use for... Yeah, I can boost it, and then I guess when you're jogging? <laughs> uh, when I jog. <laughs> Actually, just because phones suck now and they're big and hard to hold, it's helpful to have something. They really are. Yeah, and they get slippery. Somehow we all just became okay with having giant phones yeah. in our hands. Just tablets masquerading as phones. Yeah. Um... We're talking about my eye ring. Not that this will be in it, but that's you're what we're talking right about. It will be in it. <laughs> you're damn right. Is um, that like a uh, GoFundMe campaign? Eye ring, or is that an official Apple product? It's. Uh, I don't think it's. It's got the um, kind of the eye logo on it, but it, no, it's made by some like design company in New York. Designer, right. accessory company. I don't know. It worked. You you bought into it. I did. Uh, found online. Uh, no, uh, I came into the store because they have ones that are for. Oh, I yeah, see. So it's in the official Apple store. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sounds legit. Yeah, sure. It's a ring on your phone. All right. Sing the song. Let's sing the song. Two, three, four. You can't scare me. I'm already dead inside. Oh, a voice crack on that one. That was lovely, though. Thank you. Nobody's gonna know. Um, maybe we should lower that key. It seems a little strained for our voices. Maybe. Yeah. We'll play around that next time. We can. Um, the sticklers who listen to these episodes will know the, They'll ori know. the original. They'll know back when the theme song was in the key of C yeah. and not B. Back, a. back before we ruined everything and sold out. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of our horror movie podcast. Welcome. I'm Chris Vandenberg. I'm David Stoneborough. Um, and what are we watching today? Today we are going to watch the 2016 hit, Don't Breathe. Ooh. It's a hit already? I, I think it's a certifiable um, horror movie hit in, this, in the sense of box office, in terms of critical reception. Um, yeah, I, I was skeptical when I watched the trailer. I was frustrated by the trailer because I felt that it gave away... Ooh, you were frustrated by the trailer. I was, because I felt that just it was a great concept as it was presented in the trailer, and that as the trailer went on, it proceeded to show more and more of the film, to the point where I felt at the end of the trailer I had seen what I assumed was the whole movie. Oh, okay. I, I've since been reassured that that's not the whole movie, and it's still... That's what that's what I would have assumed, is that, like, yeah, they must have, with this pitch, um, the pitch of the, like, um, blind guy, blind, mm -hmm. scary man, Yeah. right? Um, being in a house and, like, he can't see... This whole pitch of the movie, I can see them really having to, like, strain to get an audience interested and having to put a lot of incentive in the trailer. So that's what it seemed like to me. It feels like it's got a lot to to give. What I saw was like a lot of generic, you know, mm -hmm. hiding around a corner, yeah. you know, other side of the blinds, whatever it was. The you know the door creaked, the floorboards creaked. Those all seem like very simple mm -hmm. elements, mm -hmm. and I feel like their big intricate shots and stuff like that are still to be seen. I I yeah. really got excited when I saw this trailer. Yeah, I'm I'm very very excited to watch this movie. You have no idea. That's great. I'm much more excited now than I was because, like I said, it's gotten um, very good reviews. A lot mm. of people have gone out and seen it. People I've talked to who have seen it uh, think it's really great. Um, okay. It's it's I think the second or most successful film by Ghost House Pictures. Okay. Which is the production company of Sam Raimi and Robert Tepper, who are the the duo who made the original Evil Dead ones together. Um, all three Evil Dead films. What would be the number one? Um, the Grudge. I think The Grudge the is Grudge. their most successful. Sure. Okay. So they, they founded this horror movie company in 2002. Heavy hitters. And they, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they don't, like Sam Raimi doesn't, he, this is his, he does more producing here. He still directs for other yeah. movies on the side, like the Spider-Man films, but this is kind of his, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are just his and his buddies' films, and they've done all the Grudge movies, um, the Boogeyman movies. There's actually three of each of those, if you yeah. didn't know. No, I did know that about the Grudge. Boogeyman, uh, I'm not surprised, but... I cannot remember the Grudge 3. Was that a straight I don't. Re I didn't see it, Okay, but okay. I do know that there's a third one. I can see the, um, the front of the, the DVD case. The front of the DVD case, I can yes. see the look of it. That's like, hilarious. 
They also did um, 30 Days of Night, which I really liked at the time. Uh, yeah, we were, I almost watched that last night. Oh, no way. Yeah, I love that movie so much. That's great. It's really good, right? It's a really good movie. Ben it's Foster like... is fantastic in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Again, uh, ben Foster. Ben Foster is the best. He, he um, He's in Pandorum, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, which I haven't seen, but you praise. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got to do Pandorum soon. Yeah, there was a sequel to 30 Days of Night. I never saw that one. There Did was? You? Yeah. I Man. think it was, must have been straight to video as well. Just out of the know here. Yeah. That, well, we got to watch that. <laughs> so they, they do some, they've had some big heavy hitter studio horror films and a bunch of probably shittier follow-up sequels straight to video, but they've had a few great ones like Drag Me to Hell was done through their production Drag company. Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. Oh my God, these guys. That's wonderful. And Sam Raimi himself did direct that yep, one. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then with Don't Breathe, um, this is the second one that they're doing with this um, director... Fede Alvarez, who did the Evil Dead remake, which of course was released through their studio as well. Yeah, and that was a really good... It was, it was a good horror movie. Yeah. I wouldn't call it the Evil Dead-ish, the most Evil Dead-ish mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. No, but it was it was, a, it was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. The makeup was amazing. The special effects were amazing. Yeah, that was... Uh, I really enjoyed that yeah. movie. That was... Wow. So they, I think they saw like a short film that this guy had done in 2010 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, wanted to get involved with him right away, and eventually got him on board to direct the Evil Dead remake. That did amazing for them, yeah. so I think they gave him much more free reign, and this is... And this is a concept that he wanted to... Yeah, yeah. that he wanted to follow through on. Those so. are the ones that, like... That's what happened with... Um, not that it's in the same genre, but that's basically what happened with uh, um, District 9. Right. It was uh, Peter Jackson... Um, uh-huh. Brought um, it was Peter Jackson, not Michael Bay. Get those guys mixed up. Peter Jackson brought on uh, Neil Blomkamp to do the Halo movie um, from the video game. Right. And that because with Microsoft that fell through, mm-hmm. like because of money stuff, of course. Um, between Peter Jackson and Microsoft, of course, there's going to be a money dispute. <laughs> um, but Neil Blomkamp had done a short film that was the basis for District Nine. He's brought on to do Halo. That fell through, and then he ended up doing what he was really the story that he had put together. A concept that he was very excited about as a young, mm. well, not necessarily young, but an exciting new director, mm-hmm. he did, bam, he just started with District 9. So that's kind of what Don't Breathe is feeling like right at this moment. I think so, yeah. Um, Neil Blumkamp had, I don't think, has had that great of a follow-up to District 9, follow-up career to District 9. It was a, he did, uh, yeah. Well, he did, um... I, I did like Aspects of Elysium. I wanted it to be a lot better. Yeah, he, he's a weird sci-fi guy. Yeah, like, I, I love those ideas. A lot of, being a sci-fi and horror fan is disappointing because a lot of times concepts get made into movies that you think are great, but the execution isn't yeah. always there. And that's, I think that's the drama of this, of Don't Breathe today. Is <laughs> it's gonna be like, you've got a great concept, in my opinion. Yeah. I really enjoy the concept. It the concept of awesome. the just the one room setting, essentially the fact that it's a blind yeah. man who can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very. I think it's a great, 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 great concept. Great. Um, and yeah, Neil Blomkamp couldn't follow up, but let's see. Did you watch Chappie? Yeah. How How's that? Ah, uh, I don't want to admit that I really liked it. Did you are the only person I know who, yeah. have, who has something positive to say about it? I really liked it. Really? Yeah. Cool. Daddy. <laughs> is that a Chappie impression That's, or a Neil Yeah, that was a really impression. good Chappie uh, okay. impression. Daddy, no! Don't hurt Chappie! Like, it's it's a great... Is that like a South African accent yeah, as well? Yeah, kind of, yeah. So he's a South African voiced robot. robot. Yeah, right. and... Uh, it's a hard accent to nail, and you, you did an alright job. Thank you. Yeah, I really... Um, <laughs> I'm really inspired by Chappie. I loved the music. Uh, the score of Chappie, this electronic, ah. epic soundtrack. Fantastic. If you just, like, Hugh Jackman is weird. He's a very weird villain. Um, just this massive dude in very, very short pants. Um, <laughs> who's just mean. I don't really know. How, it's Yeah, it's weak now that I'm thinking about it. The movie's kind of weak. But there are elements that you love about it. There's I, some really great elements. I have that with movies, too. Movies that you kind of know in spite of yourself you shouldn't really like, but you can't help it. It's, yeah, something I, about I thought it. that way about, um, did you see I Origins? Just yeah. like this. I, uh, I really love that movie, but yeah. I, I acknowledge that it's not great. Like It's just Michael Pitt. He, he's great, and... he Well, I mean, he's... Brit Marlin's okay. Yeah, he's, he's what took me out of it. Oh, he took Michael you out Pitt. of it? Yeah, oh. I think I don't think he's bad by any uh-huh. means, but he's, he's creepy. He's weird. He's a weird dude. Weird. I think that's what makes him compelling. Yeah, like, he's, like a, he's like Casey Affleck. Mm. He's got that kind of... He's great, but he's got that sort of creepy little brotherness to him. Interesting. You know what I mean? Is he a little brother? 
he's not Brad Pitt's brother. Little Brad Pitt, yeah. He is not bad, Brad Pitt's brother. Little Brad Pitt. No. Yeah. Look it up. No, he is not Brad Pitt's brother. <laughs> I'm not even going to look. I'm not going to justify look, that with a Google look search. Look up Michael Pitt. <laughs> I demand. Uh, I also thought uh, the Radiohead, the use of the Radiohead song um, off of Kid A, oh, I'm the bad Radiohead fan now, this, that they keep playing in I Origins, I thought was really effective. I'm trying to remember. Okay, we're gonna do a quick Michael Pitt search. Yeah, which I know Michael is Pitt, silly. Brad Pitt's younger brother. Is Michael Pitt Brad? <laughs> yeah, autocomplete. Everyone wants to know. Uh, Google informs me. It doesn't even take me to a website. You know when Google itself starts lecturing you? It's like I know this answer. Just because some people have the same last names doesn't mean they are related. <laughs> That's so condescending. Thank you, Google. Brad Pitt was born in Oklahoma and only has his brother Doug and sister Julie. Michael like, was born in New Jersey. I like that they like go to back up their point. They don't just say like, come on, no. We traveled to both New Jersey and Oklahoma. And we knocked on doors, did a census of our own to answer this the most to common. To confirm. Yeah. To confirm. The number one most common Google search on planet Earth. Yeah. But you know what? Frankly, Google, this isn't enough. I want some genealogy reports. <laughs> yeah. I don't. birth certificates. I don't buy it. Show me the birth certificate. No. One more thing to note about Don't Breathe, um, right. Jane Levy was the star of Evil Dead, is also the star of this movie. Yeah. So, another great, another parent of the director team, writer team, producer team. Yeah, that, that always, well, not always, but sometimes works. I guess when you got a good thing, you, you want to try to keep with it. Yeah, like uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper Oof. hanging out. Ugh. <laughs> true horror. That is true, true horror. horror. <laughs> Fair. All right, um, let's do this. You want to watch uh, Don't Breathe? Yeah, and have some wine. Let's drink some wine and watch a horror film. All right, sounds good. Cheers. 300,000? That doesn't seem like you can live the rest of your life on, on an island. What year is this? <laughs> 1912. 300,000 will carry us over. 1,000 times. We could all buy boats. What the fuck? Just say it. Marco. Marco. <laughs> Polo. Damn it! I can't not Polo a Marco! <laughs> you just have to. I, yeah. Who's got a body there? Oh my god. He is. He's doing it. I never forced myself on her. I was using science. I promised I would set her free just as soon as she gave me a child. But I'm done waiting. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> do this to me. There's nothing a man cannot do once he accepts the fact that there is no God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, the drip. What the drip? <laughs> oh, God. Oh my god! What? Not gonna work. Oh my god. How's it not over? Oh shit. Come on, that blood loss alone, like, that's a lot of blood on the road. Oh yeah, we don't want to see any more of that weird vibrantly colored sperm. Oh my god. That was... What are your initial thoughts? Just fresh, just um, finished watching it, thoughts? Yeah, as especially the last, uh, like the third act of it, it definitely, it won me over a lot more. Holy shit, did it ever. Like, I, we were about halfway through the film and I was still disappointed that the trailer had given me most of the twists, but... No. No. No, it but, had not. Um, one, of, one of my initial thoughts, though, is, is this a horror movie or a thriller? Like, can we call, can we fit this in as a horror movie? I'm gonna, uh, okay, I'm gonna say yes, immediately. We've got some, uh, first of all, this guy, he's not just, like, a killer putting mm -hmm. pressure on the scenes. Like, yeah. he's, like, a monster. He moves weird, you know, he he's, comes out of the shadows into, like, you know, right into the middle of the frame, out of nowhere with, like... Their jump scares sort of were like him barreling into the scene, right. not knowing that somebody was standing against the hallway. Like, yeah, and like he's mutilating these people. Too. Like, I definitely that's a yeah. 
those are horror you know elements so it comes down to for you the the character of um the guy who owns the home just because he is so horrific he's a monster in nature yeah. that yeah. therefore it qualifies as a horror movie but if he was less if he didn't have a girl in his basement that he impregnated to have his daughter um would it, it would, still be a horror? Is it like is it? It would be I'm very cat and mousey. Yeah, so I see it like that's more of a thriller yeah. kind of vibe. Uh, yeah, maybe that does influence it. But then to t- you know to go up a level, it's it was shot and delivered like at, a horror movie. like a horror movie. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't all about bringing you up to a certain point and right. and then hitting you with something that's gonna because your adrenaline is high mm-hmm. that hits you harder. You know. It's. It, I don't think it uses used that alone. Right. It used um, beautiful music. Like it, it drew you, and you were like glued to the screen. Like, mm-hmm. um, and and being frightened by um, what you were seeing, the ideas, right. not just like the the pacing of the movie. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to figure this out a lot a little bit because yeah. there are a lot of movies that are similar to this one but you wouldn't call a horror movie such as the bone collector or kiss the girls sure you know where there's a horrific individual but i think you're right that it, a lot of it comes down to the presentation like how yeah it seems how the way. person navigates around um like you said just kind of can appear uh, out of nowhere and um move like a shadow yeah you uh, that's really the only way i can describe him is he, he was acting like a monster Mm-hmm. Like and and that was both, um, yeah. like, or just really how they presented him. Like they gave him, like they would give him these shots when he came in the cellar door. Yeah, they had that shadow shot of him, and he was just this hunched over, right. like reminiscent of like a Nosferatu, mm-hmm. like a monster, right. like a scary monster man. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, like it just goodness. kept, it just kept going. Yeah, it did, and um, it could have ended so much earlier, but for our benefit and enjoyment. Yeah, I I don't know if, if it'll make the cut, but I said like, how is it not over? Yeah, like it just kept ending and then continuing. Yeah, yet it wasn't uh, too long. Like I didn't I didn't think that uh, anything needed to be taken away from it. Like, no, I, I no. enjoyed every turn and every development that it took. Yeah, like ah, jeez. Oh, the thing that struck me throughout the entirety of the movie because it's like there's several different eras throughout the film like where it's it's this for a while mm-hmm. it was like you know killer in the house for a while and it was this claustrophobic like crawl for a while there's like the dog it, it is a constant threat i'm so glad the dog came back the dog came because back. Oh, halfway through i i just kept thinking why why yeah. isn't this owner checking on his dog like why I, can we not get an update with the dog but of course I, the dog comes back i figured the dog was a ticking time bomb <laughs> like, that's kind of what it seemed like and then just its reappearance was perfect just yeah. the silhouette sitting at the end of the hall mm-hmm. um the narcotics do not seem to be too effective with both the dog and especially with the man oh yeah he uh um, he gassed him they they didn't totally explain what happened there. Like mm-hmm. they showed that they put the he heard something. Yeah, you know, turned off the TV. Um, and then the dude put down the gas bomb and left. <laughs> so, uh, one thing to note in that moment is um, a little bit of a tell from the way that the the this brilliant director was shooting this movie is um, when he set down the canister uh, or the bottle, yeah. he made a hissing sound. And, like, everything before that had been silent. His footsteps, even though they weren't walking up to the room, they were silent as he backed out and as he moved, there was no more creaking. But there was sound when he took his thumb off of the little hole in the bottle that was gassing him. Hmm. And then we no longer see... And then we don't see what happens. Right. So, theoretically, the dude could have got up that minute and walked out of his room. That's true. We are... It's left open. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. uh, I was very impressed by, like, the... Well, I mean, early on, the the realism in how the the story was progressing, yeah. like it was these very small. Who's there? Like in start, like I kind of thought based on the trailer. Yeah. I thought he was just they were going to be surprised by the fact that there was someone who was very proficient with guns despite despite being blind, yeah. and he was just going to come down. So there's like a shark and bang, yeah. and it was just going to be like the Terminator, right? right. And that he wasn't <laughs> like that. He was this like moody monster. Yeah, who is catching things by accident? He wasn't like he's so, sloppier. Yeah, he he was very sloppy. Yeah, he was sloppy. He wasn't overly capable like the um, mm-hmm. the trailer made him out to be. He had his his like um, his hurdles. He stabbed the wrong thing with the yeah, exactly. Shoes. The dude came. He eventually got him. 
which is great. Oh, he did eventually get it, but it was so great to I have he was, a little comeback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it got me. Did it get yeah. you? Uh, no, it definitely got me. Okay, that great. One, that yeah. one got me, yeah. I think there's a lot of parallels between this movie and Green Room, which is another great one that came out this year. Yeah, we talked a little about it. I haven't even seen it. Oh, you have not seen that yet? No. no. Okay. I, I just know it's good. That'd be, yeah. It'd be interesting to hear your take on that, having seen this, because I saw, they're very, very similar films in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I do like Green Room more. I wonder if that's because I watched Green Room first. Um, I wonder, yeah. So, yeah. so maybe we'll do that one. We'll have to yeah, compare. And then I think that one, though, that mm-hmm. one might... Well, I don't know where the horror yeah. will land on that one. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see about doing that one. Um, I, I thought the exposition was really great in this movie to set it in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where, uh, and, believable, um, desolate little neighborhood. It gives them a lot. First of all, it gives um, the class-based motivation for all three of the heist extraordinaire 20-somethings yeah okay right yep. and and we go Very even justified. further with that i mean the the one guy has his father's medical bills that was kind of implied mm-hmm. um the girl seemingly wants to escape her deadbeat parents her, her bad life yeah with uh, the daughter the and parent one of them uh sporting a fashionable a swastika yes, tattoo on yes, his hand real classy on the back of his hand yeah so in the simple move of a tattoo on the father we can instantly we can hate the parents yeah bad situation their bad situation yeah. but there's a cute little um little sister yeah little sister uh who deserves better yes um and we would love very much for yeah. her to get three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> and make a new name for herself for life and the third guy we don't really learn too much about we um we see him getting well yeah kind he's... of screwed over by the guy who he hands in the stuff he steals to yeah he uh he, he gets a less money than he's expecting because they're trying mm-hmm. not to steal money. Yeah. You know, they're trying to avoid... It's it's cool how they bring in, like, what they're going to get busted for. Like, the laws. Right. It's like, this is... Like, that's grand larceny. We don't want to do that. Bringing a gun into this is makes it a completely different burglary. It makes them smarter yeah. characters. Yeah, it makes them... Um, the... Um, what was the guy's name? The dude? Alex? I believe. I just uh, heard it. more end. than me. I just I remember think, Ladybug. Um, yeah, so the dude who survives longer yeah. of the two of them. Um, Alex sounds right. Yeah, he um, very believably was like, um, yeah, I'm doing this small time stuff. I'm good at picking locks, and mm-hmm. my I have this connection to the um, alarm system company. Yes, that's what gave him the yeah, very convenient so he, hookup. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what makes the whole situation happen. Yeah. The yeah. fact that he has this hookup. Um, and Detroit is, is great as well because it, it provides the setting where it's an abandoned neighborhood with the exception of the one uh, war vet who yeah, still lives on the street. Begrudgingly lives on the street. This way when gunshots go off, when people are screaming, yeah. no problem. There's that, no one around. That totally fits into my view of like Detroit as a, as a place. A gunshot goes off in the street, whatever. No one turns, a, exactly. turns their head around. And so we see that played out and it just totally fits. Mm-hmm. Um they have, what car did they have? Like, this is a small point, but what, they had some, like, um... Man, I'm not a car person. Yeah, I know, not, like, the, the era of the car was, like, it looked to be, like, 80s-ish or right. earlier. Yeah, as, that, as like, they, always they held on to this car for a long time. It, they can't afford a new car. That always throws me off in, in horror movies, is they love to have these classic cars. Like, these young mm. kids always have these classic cars. Um, that's interesting this has specifically thrown me off before and I go what fucking year is this it follows as well right that's a the, it follows the, the yes car that, got, that one got me Same very car. recently yeah. It, yeah it seemed like that's what that's what reminded me and it throws me off I'm like what fucking year is this and, but then they have their we talked about this earlier um, I mean briefly mm-hmm. about like um, my eye ring on my phone yeah the eye ring we have big stupid ass phones that are huge mm-hmm. and we can see clearly that they have those yeah. huge phone that's the phones that they're using mm-hmm. so it's cl- it's modern day right but they always doesn't matter what they always have the same classic car yeah they always have that car um this, just, the cell phones were dealt with in a great way here too oh yeah not not oh, yeah. by not trying to excuse it or have like a loss of signal but yeah. uh if they do call the police then they don't get what they were they're coming for they don't yeah. they don't they aren't able to leave with the money yeah and they use their phones to communicate yeah. At, at a point before one gets like shot, I think. They do. Uh, when he comes other. in the cellar, uh, he I think he 
one of their phones gets like yeah, broken or something. Yeah, yeah. Incidentally, no shot. Yeah, yeah, right. shot. It gets shot. Incidentally, yeah. he's just firing in the blind and happens to yeah. hit one of their cell phones. In fact, um, good, you brought up cell phones. I think we brought this up in um, the last one. The last I, one. I think cell phones will. Be it's going to always come up. Yeah. I, I think we'll mention it every single time mm-hmm. about how cell phones would have changed it. But they they straight up, like we said, we use they use them to communicate. She mm-hmm. says, "This is where I am," and then they meet up. I'm like, "Oh, that's exactly what would happen." Yeah. Well, great. I'm satisfied. But not only that, the dude who got his head amazingly blown out. Very nice. Yeah. That was what a shot. It was. You could see the light in his mouth when yeah. the gun went off. Like the gore. Was, the gore was great, if not even a little restrained, like, like effectively restrained. Yeah, it was. There's something very, there, very there cinematic. Have, there could have been about. more. There, there were, if there was more, I wouldn't have complained. No, it absolutely. Was, it was effective, kind of the minimal amount. That yeah, was they there. didn't go over with it. Mm-hmm. But uh, dude, who oh man, he lost his brains bad. That was a the bad. first one. Yeah, you could see and like you could see blood in his eye. Like yeah. that attention to like detail, they like really um, stylized it rather than you know mm-hmm. making it gratuitous. Yeah, I think that is like the that's finesse right um, in the in the filmmaking. But anyway, so his cell phone goes off, and that's like a moment where the dude, like the monster man, mm-hmm. uh, we we really need to have. A did name. we get a name? Did, did you get? Yeah, we have to do a better they job. Don't. I don't think they do. I don't think they do either. They, I, they, they even say on the like local army veteran. That's all they said. Yeah, he, visually impaired. Keep him anonymous. Yeah, but he anyway. This monster man, um, which I like to call him because he is a monster of a man. Mm-hmm. Um, he turns and shoots at the cell phone of the dead guy because it goes off. Right? So, like, cell phones are not only in play, but they're, like, a hindrance a little bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. They completely address it, that they exist, and they don't change the fact. And that that is a solid concept. That's great. Yeah. It's like, the the cell phone can't beat the concept. That's a solid concept mm-hmm. for, like, a modern horror movie that's not using anything paranormal, you know? No, it's, it was very well well handled. Brilliant. Okay, and I think I just said that the color was great. But the color throughout this movie was like very, very vibrant and like room to room it changed. Had like this like neon sort of effect to it almost. It's, yeah, especially I felt like the first the first act or the first half hour we were just we were not even in the house yet. It's yeah, everything yeah. was just like glowing the time. vibrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they always like in the day, in the afternoon, in the evening, they and then, always had these very bright colored light sources. And then I was reminded of it again when we saw uh, Monster Man sperm. Right, which yes. was like plutonium. Yes, it did. That stuff. Which that treated. whole concept, like, kind of uh. came out of nowhere. Like, you assume, okay, he first he's got this girl kidnapped to like torture and get revenge. Yeah. Then the reveal he, of like, oh, he's having like, but her daughter, even, he got her pregnant. Before that reveal is like, she gets shot by accident. He comes into the cellar shooting because he hears them. Yeah. But they have rescued this prisoner who had killed his daughter. Yes. Um, he shoots wildly because he's, uh, I think, visually impaired. Um, oh, you think? Yeah, I think so. He <laughs> hits the ear of um, Alex. I do believe his name is Alex, even though it doesn't matter. Um, and then shoots uh, the phone, mm-hmm. uh, falling out of someone's pocket or something. And also um, shoots and his yeah, prison. And notice in the jaw, like something terrible. Yeah, it looks um, like it went in the neck and out the cheek or yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, that's a weird angle from an upward shot mm-hmm. to someone below you, but yeah, uh, it unless have, it went in through the there must have cheek. been like an exit wound in the head or something like that. Like I, that wouldn't kill you, I don't think. You'd probably well, she was standing there, like yeah. Um, I think my phone is going off. Um, but yeah, anyway, so she died, and he was like, "No," like really upset yeah, by that, and that's real. like, wait a minute. That like confused me right at that moment. I'm like, hold on though. He's clearly holding why is her he for so torture. emotionally attached? Yeah. To why this is that upsetting him? Yeah. He should hate this person. He's clearly keeping her there for torture. Mm-hmm. But she does look okay, other than the fact that she's restrained. Yeah. So hopefully it's not a sex thing. But then we progress further, and that yeah, then we get that next reveal. Yeah, that it is his child that she was pregnant with. Uh, so then then we just kind of assume rape, rape too. Yeah. Okay. So of course. Yeah. You know the. Yeah. Dude, who it, who is our enemy has to be yeah a little worse. But then the turkey baster comes out. Oh my god! I never forced myself on them. I was like, that's nice. Yeah, nice moralizing yeah. Uh, twist there, buddy, that's on your nice. actions. He's gonna use a needle or something. He takes out a turkey baster. I'm like, oh no, this is the worst. And she just she's restrained in this harness, and her freak out is like, no, yeah. it's just stomach churning. Her just trying to get out. This. It's so well done. Oh my god! And he just walks up with it. Yeah. And, and okay, oh, but he, he gets, gets his come up. Oh my god! 
and I'm glad we like we both we, we remembered it at the same time. Holy shit! That, that turkey baster. baster gets... We know. We all right. So <laughs> let me tell you guys what was happening here for both Chris and myself. We as soon as that turkey baster came into the shot, we were following it. We knew with laser that, focus. Yeah, we were so precision focused on the turkey baster because it was the worst thing that has ever we just needed to it and and it's just it's such a like the fact that they made it drip out it, a little that bit too, drip that dripping uh, scene if you have not if you didn't pause <laughs> tisk tisk no um, you i think the listeners should just know that we're we're not gonna say no spoilers like we're gonna talk about every detail of a movie we're, yeah. we're not gonna do it justice if we're not able to talk about it so we're gonna That's say what the thing is this turkey baster ends up down his own throat oh god okay so like I think that was the biggest, like, that was the, that made us move around the most. We, I, won't, I don't want to yeah. call it a jump scene, but it animated us. Yeah, we need to turn for that. That was a, what? Like, <laughs> just the moment neither of us could handle how, yeah. like, crazy good bad that yeah, was. Yeah, how fucked up that Like, But even before that, is. like, even before that, both of us, like, reacted so viscerally to, and if you didn't pause and you have yet to see this, you'll know what we're talking about when it happens. The drip. He's walking it over, and there's this shot... Uh, the nice, camera following his hand, holding the baster. A nice long stringy drip right Ooh, down to the ground. Of his plutonium Do cum. your part, or whatever. <laughs> or, you know, he says something weird. His voice is terrifying. Raspy. It's great. The yeah. voice is great. The makeup that he has on his face is fantastic. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they really did a good job. Like, just the shots of his face. Mm-hmm. He's got this, this, the look of like, jeez. Yeah. A, sh- a war vet monster man mm-hmm. who got his face blown apart and he walks over with his baser and the camera follows his hand saying some creepy line about how you have to pay your part because you fucked up my mm-hmm. uh, my weird little plan but a bad job on the part of the Detroit law enforcement to yeah. once this girl goes missing who who accidentally killed his daughter to not just stop by the guy's house, yeah. you know, do a little, a little Check walk out around the cellar. ask him some questions <laughs> hey, giant bolts on your cellar door yeah What's well, happening down probably, here? Probably, you know what? Let me let me uh, justify that. Let me uh, justify that with the uh, the concept of like sympathy, um, that they would just be like sympathetic to the fact that his daughter was killed, and that's probably the lens through which they saw him. Because when it came up later in the movie mm-hmm. about like how he was, dun dun dun, still alive, um, he was a, a visually impaired war veteran who mer- heroically managed to kill his two home invaders. And said nothing was taken. So, like, he was, like, you can see that they're like, this is an old crippled man yeah. who served this country. They even said that in the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I think that that's exactly why no, I, he could have I do get that. I agree that they would be a little sympathetic, but it just seems a little too oh. sloppy. A well, little yeah, sloppy. That, but it, it allows been, us to well, we don't know how long experience. We don't know how long, like, how long it was. And that changes. Like, yeah, it's it's limited at best, right? Because he didn't even say to a ladybug at the end, nine months. Just don't, don't worry, nine months, you'll be okay. And she, even the previous prisoner, I mean, her hair looked great. She looked like she had just recently been taken and Yeah, placed there you in go. There. So that's probably, it could be a recent development. And yeah, the, before he got his settlement, time will have passed, right? So yeah. like that's something that was established. So yeah, probably that case will have needed to settle down. He would have needed mm-hmm. to find a way to get her because he's blind yeah right so i don't imagine that that's something that happened right away this is like real background you're saying this could be real immediate after this girl went missing i say um it has to be because she's still pregnant yeah right and still but long enough to at least confirm pregnant because he was very upset yeah i think that might have even been something Mm -hmm. we could Mm -hmm. we could see in one of the shots I i do like too that um they they were sloppy with this heist. Like their other their other heist, they confirmed that okay, people aren't going to be home at this time. We can go in; it'll be clear. Yeah. They they took the fact that it was a blind man a little too lightly. You know, they didn't take the yeah. Iraq War vet part seriously enough. Yeah, all the, yeah, you're totally right. They like um, where their information came from is this like it, it all like settles into the the Detroit setting very well that it's like people trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they take the information they can get like ah, three hundred thousand that we both kind of scoffed at that. A we did, bit. but for, um, for but they're trying to they're not to trying to like make it big for life. They're trying to get out. They're trying, they're trying to pay the medical bills and yeah. leave their survive. Nazi parents. Yeah, get away from with their, their daughter, their Nazi parents with the, their little sister. Get a little surfboard um, for yeah. next birthday. Um, although I think the uh, the one dude. Who dies early? Wanted 
probably wanted some fan, like good cool stuff like bling. He definitely wanted to buy a new TV. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, serial, but that's why they can kill him up first. That's a, that's a, a well written thing too. The sure. character that we're least interested, we're least sympathetic to. Get, we're, get rid of them early. We're least sympathetic to him, but he wasn't like a bad character. He was a good character too. Like he was this guy who was like. This is not a big deal. Like, this is, like, our market. This is what we do. He was, like, the casual professional. Oh, so he you mean not, not morally good, but... Um, like I, a, no, a, I think... A, a well-developed character. A well-developed For this yeah, situation. Sure. And I don't... I think he was morally good, too. Like, he... Um, he didn't kill... The, he didn't shoot the dude as he was moving forward. He was just, like, too much bravado. Too much hubris, right? Yeah. Um, too, trying to be too cool. And he didn't rat out the other two. Remember he didn't rat out the other two. He me. looked over at her. Like, and he's like, you I'm, yeah, I'm like watching the moment too. As an audience member, you're just like, you better not, you better keep quiet. You better keep quiet. Do but your part. Then at the same time, um, like we, let me go back to the very beginning, probably the intro of this episode where you and I talked about how the trailer looked like it was giving a lot away. Mm-hmm. And I, that I, is probably the biggest problem with this movie's presentation is the fact that the trailer gives away his death. It does. It gives away his death. I, I still stand by the fact that it gives away way too much. I think I'm like, agreeing a little bit. I enjoyed I enjoyed the twists that weren't in the trailer, and that was great. But if I hadn't seen the trailer, the movie would have been that much better of an experience because all everything leading up to that, you know. Yeah. And this is just a, a general problem I think we have with um, horror movie as an art form and what trailers do to the experience of watching a horror movie. Yeah. For me, the best experience is when you're going and you have very little information. If we knew very, if we knew nothing about this, like that, we didn't even know that this person was blind that they were going into, that he was in a more of it. Like all these twists would have just added to the greatness of the experience we have now, and we would have loved it even more. No, it's a great movie. That um, that's probably true in this situation. There's something to be said about having your head in the right in the right space to to take in a story. Like mm-hmm. if you, um, we talked earlier about coherence. Yes, I went into that one knowing nothing. Yeah. Actually nothing. Yeah. And it took me a long time to understand what was happening. Absolutely. So that necessitated a second watch, I found. Because I, I, was... I think I watched Coherence for the second time the next day. Like, yeah, me I too. was just me too. so excited <laughs> to rewatch that movie. Because same thing. And I think the trailers... I don't even remember. I don't think I watched the trailer. I didn't see the trailer. I think I just read hype. Like the, the people that had seen it, oh. there were very few at the time, um, were very excited and pushing it enthusiastically. You read hype. Yeah, Ooh. I read a little bit of hype. I, um... Just to brag, I got, uh, this is not what the topic of the podcast, this is a completely different movie, but I got um, word from my brother, who knows my taste very well, mm-hmm. and I had heard nothing about it, it hadn't come into any of my peripherals, Right. my brother's just like, you would love this movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, great, just went that's it. it. That's yeah. it. Based on the fact that, like, he gives me good recs. Yeah. So, but, but that, that that's said, hype essentially too. Like the the extent of the hype that I heard was just people saying this is an excellent indie sci-fi movie. Go check it out. I didn't so know it was similar. an indie sci-fi movie. Oh, you didn't even know it was science I knew fiction. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. That's a great twist. That's what. So, I, so, yeah. so, but the like the um, con there is I didn't know it was sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So when that started to happen, there is something genuinely fantastic yeah. about being like, what is going on? No, that's that's one of my favorite movies oh. this decade for sure. sure. Oh, like, definitely, we'll do it. Incredible. It's not like straight up horror, but no, it's got definitely more is. sci-fi. But we'll it, do it. I think just uh, us watching it because it's so high for us in terms of our favorite movies. Yeah, um, that it will it will give the listeners a little bit of insight into what we like in a sure. movie. I think it will ultimately benefit it. Maybe I, we can slot it into like a, a double episode where we're doing some broader theme or something sure. like that. But we can do what the fuck we want. I, I want any excuse to watch no, Coherence we're again. Watch Coherence. Um, yeah, and there's, that, a, there's a lot of great movies like that. And there is a similarity with Coherence and this movie in the fact that it's just like a very simple one-house setting. Uh, yeah. We don't really leave that area the whole time. Um, it's like, I would also describe it as like halfway through paradigm shifting. Mm. Like, maybe not exactly half. It was like a little further than half, but like mm-hmm. the whole like point of what's happening changes. Have you seen The Invitation yet? No. The Invitation is one of the best of this year, man. Okay. It's definitely, and it's it's kind of like the, it's the same start as Coherence. It's a dinner party, and then it just kind of goes goes from there. And I won't say. Anything. Oh my god! I downloaded it. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Use no, cards. we'll watch. We'll watch it for this because I'm I'm itching to watch it again. Okay. So All right. I won't watch it again. Oh, I don't get to watch it. But I think I think the next one should be one that you have seen and I haven't because we've now officially done The Exorcist. Which yeah, I've we're seen. Do- you haven't. No, we're doing um, one. We both Pandora. haven't seen. We're doing Pandora. All right, great. Decided. Yeah. Although, like, and, and we'll also do um, mm-hmm. 
paranormal activity. Right, right. We just have to. Yeah. We'll, There's we'll, some planning We'll have for to it. eventually. I mean, I have so much I want to say on paranormal activity. Oh, I know. The whole franchise. I know you do. Let's leave it. Let's save it for that one. Including, I just, I wish I could write the rest of it. I wish they would have <laughs> called me. I wish they would have given me a phone call after the third one and said, what, what, what should we do right now? Chris, finish this off for us. I'd love to. Yeah. yeah. That's what we can come back and do. Yeah. We'll once do it. we make We'll it. finish it. Cause yeah, I have a pitch for um, an ending of the first one on its own, but, um, and interesting. See, we're already slipping into wanting to talk sure, about it because it's so hard not to. Because <laughs> there are multiple endings to the first one, and I'm know, curious to see. I, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll next talk. time. We have so much to say about paranormal activity. We do. Um, but, jeez, uh, we went off of the rails. Yeah, I loved the, like, the fact that at the end, once she finally does get out of the house, that whole segment with the car and the dog and driving the dog, wonderful. Okay, so... So exciting. That, thematically throughout the movie, is they've got these, like little puzzles to solve in rooms like where are you going to put your body so he can't see you like how are you going to distract him with sound who like how are you going to get out of this room based on like the vents and the windows and where he's coming from and where you just came from and it's essentially mystery room the movie yeah it kind of is and then they do that again after the movie is basically over she got out of the house she got out of the house and she's she's running he walks out of the house and she turns around and does the most cla- the classic horror taunt. Yeah, and I'm like, it's too late in the game. The cockiness doesn't matter. Yeah, like I wanted I wanted to hear him say something like, "I'll get another," or like you know, like, <laughs> "Cool, you win this round, <laughs> but I'm still menacing." That's fine. And then the dog runs out beside him. I'm like, "Okay, fine, still movie, we're still going." Um, so she runs out and yeah, she gets in that car and it's like, she comes up with a little real world solution where she like makes the car into a trap by pulling down the back seat Mm -hmm. so that it exposes the, the trunk, opening the trunk, tying a cable to it, going back to the front seat. So the dog goes into the trunk, pulls it closed, kicks the seat back up. So the dog's stuck in there, but then the dog starts getting out. It's a brilliant little like puzzle she has to solve. She ends up just punching the shit out of it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> which was awesome solid dog punch and, I was wondering uh, the whole movie how violent are they going to get against this dog yeah and they don't even leave it stuck in the trunk or in the car yeah they let it out like and then this is another thing that horror movies do um, oh well, sorry one more point sorry, about yeah, the dog let's just say for um, all of our um, listeners who are um, concerned about animal cruelty that Rottweiler did not have a crop tail they chose they didn't choose the um, supermodel Rottweiler um, they left his, his tail on, which is a great move because you shouldn't clip dog, crap dogs' tails or ears. Uh, interesting. Or most ears. most Rottweilers we see on film are do have well, their you, tails. You don't see tails on Rottweilers for the most part. Right. Right. Um, but Sweet. that dog did have his natural tail. Thank you, filmmakers. Great. Good job. That's a good thing to include using that dog rather than one that is like. Thank you, Ghost House Pictures. Thank for you, Ghost House. Choosing the right kind of Rottweiler. Yeah. A classic thing that a lot of horror movies do, which is usually effective, it happens in um, Grave Encounters, it happens in 1408, and it happens in this movie, mm-hmm. where they, they are kind of out of the round, they do escape. They are out of the situation yeah, in which yeah. it's completely dangerous. She leaves the house, but then the Rottweiler traps her in the car for long enough for the guy to grab her and drag her back into the home. So suddenly, you, we thought we were out, but we're drawn right back in. Yeah. And we need a word for this, too. Um, we're building like a lexicon. The fake escape. The fake escape, maybe the fake. They do it's it pretty in on the, the, um, the collector too. In the collector, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. Do a fake escape. I, I watched both of those really quickly. The collector and the collection. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, they're good movies. Yeah, it's it's hard if you're not like big into Saw, because mm. it's same people Saw. Um, Is it really the same yeah. people Saw? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's writer or director, but because um, I'm bad with that shit. Right. But um, yeah, that's a. That one, the traps in that one, it's all the like, traps. Yeah, a lot of great, exciting, really traps. great traps, but they don't make like. And then in the end, they trap the trapper, which is a great final end to that one. Is it even the first one or the second one? I can't remember. Uh, the second one. The second one. Yeah, great. Maybe I don't totally yeah. remember. But the first one, they. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a similar idea to this. It's a burglary kind of thing. Right. Oh, yeah, they're trapped they're in the house together. because he finds out the. We'll talk about that we'll one later. Talk, we'll, we'll do the collection. I, I, um, Most of this horror podcast is us talking about other horror movies. Yeah. But as long as Saying, just we, we have dropping. to accept that. Like yeah. as long as we just, yeah. it orbits mostly around the one that we just watched. Okay, because you do this too. If yeah. you're listening to this podcast. And you're a fan um, of horror movies. You're hanging out with your friends talking about horror movies. This, that's exactly what happens. Is you discuss something that you loved. Like a scene that came up that was really great. 
and it, and then it just makes you think of the title of the, oh the Babadook did that like and you want to talk about that and it's like yeah but it wasn't as good as Blunt and then you talk about that and before you know it you're ignoring everyone else at the party and you're yeah. just talking to another and dude about in the corner, coherence about coherence <laughs> <laughs> everyone left yeah everyone's gone it's not even <laughs> you're not even at you know anybody's house um, but that's yeah that's what happens we're gonna we it's impossible not to go off the rails because the they're all connect on the same rail. All on the same track. Yeah, we're all, uh, all of them are connected in, thematically in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're trying to do is make a big, like, spider web out of all of these films. What makes them similar, what stretches the, the genre, what, you know, and what reinforces it. What's a great use of something that's come up before. There's been dogs in movies before. Mm, that's you interesting. Know. Horror movie, horror movies and dogs. Yeah. Um, the one that... The one, obviously, Cujo... Is sure. huge. Have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. Uh, it was a while ago, though. And it's, I mean, it's an older movie, so I yeah. wonder how effective it would be now. Probably. I don't want to throw shade on all older horror movies, of course. But well, of course, we did, we just. Did I feel like that one wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I feel like that one wasn't as. Effective. I don't know that that'll last. Um, but I mean, uh, it's not that the source material is the same, but Resident Evil, in mm. more recent times. Okay. Uh, always those dogs. Um, a lot of the dogs just seems like a very short threat yeah right totally but it's every, it's like a means to a greater threat or a, like a an obstacle like one obstacle usually. typically yeah and that's almost that's they painted it that way in this movie too they totally. went the dog they just instantly took care of the dog mm -hmm. and you're but the dog was a little scarier in this movie than most because the sound is what's sound is great and even how how the dog is shown like it, it's just kind of the scary ass dog yeah it, it'll pop up on the window out of nowhere it drools a mean lot dog yeah it's really salivating and frothing in yeah. range and that's um, another great effective oversight like they thought okay this will be a quick in and out job we just need one doggy biscuit that'll get us with the drugs to put out the dog yeah yeah and i've i'm both of us were like that was a time bomb. We were waiting for that dog to oh, come back. Of course. Um, I because, mean, if we yeah. were if we were doing that heist, I would say okay, we all need extra drug doggy treats in our pockets just in case, and maybe a nice T bone under the shirt just in case we need to get that so, that thing comes back, right? So the dog came back. He was standing in the doorway, right? Mm -hmm. That's when he reappeared. Yeah. So still a little drowsy. What must have happened is when the uh, monster man went outside. Took him, off the leash. took him off the leash just as like you're gonna be useful later that's smart yeah i think that's what happened yeah um but so yeah the dog then comes back and the dog jumps up goes into the vent and suddenly we have a claustrophobic monster in the vent basically sequence how did that happen you know, out of out of nowhere out of nowhere and it didn't be she, in here and it but it was great yeah. and did she all right here's what where my brain goes because i've seen that before i've seen the monster chasing you through the vent and yep. like when you're doing it's not a, it was like the floor right mm -hmm. it was between levels of the house so it wasn't a vent specifically but when that monster or whatever thing is cr climbing its way crawling towards you really fast yeah. with its biting mouth you kick at it right that's like what you would have expected to happen right absolutely and it, um, it didn't happen she, no she didn't kick, she didn't she kick it there was it. no like weird like the vent broke out from underneath which also sometimes happens no she had no choice and she had to bail down like a wall and fall down a long shaft and just land on her. I, like, but at some point, head. the guy reached up and grabbed her from around too. Was that while the while it was still chasing her? No, that was after when she woke up later and then started crawling and started crawling again. Yeah, she, she kicked she out fell. the she kicked out the thing right. and then he grabbed her and pulled her back. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was. It but was she after did that. fall, and that's like she, a nasty... no, and she had to because like that sequence. This um, director is presenting the story in a way that like. Um, they're getting put into these situations where they are literally back against the wall. And the only mm -hmm. thing that can happen is the wall breaks out from behind them. And that does happen. Like, it's... Yeah. None of these... Like, well, there's several false, like, you know, he's about to find one of them and then a sound goes off somewhere else. That does happen. But she had to bail to do, like, a very sacrificial hurt herself really badly. It was a... Yeah, it's quite the tumble. Falling gruesome. down. And I thought she snapped her neck. Because so she went, I, like, head first down yeah, yeah, this shaft. Too. I mean, the characters take one hell of a beating. Yes, they and, do. Which is very entertaining, just yes. to see how how much can they take. Alex, especially, yeah, he gets oh he falls he through through a glass window, falls down a floor, gets punched to the face, has is hit with a shovel. I think a couple times. Yeah. I mean, bad hit with a shovel. Hit hard with yeah, a shovel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and like you watch this and you're like, okay, there's no way he can get up, but you want you want Alex to get up and still have a yeah. shot. And we did think for a moment that he was like stabbed dead. 
Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I got beat up really bad by a crazed army vet. Yeah. Like, it would have been too much for Alex to come back with the garden shears in his chest. Um, So it was great that, oh, something else got stabbed. So Alex can still have one last hurrah. Yeah. And his last hurrah was spectacular because he came in at a very pivotal turkey basting moment. Um, And uh, with a hammer bashed the dude at the, the exact moment. Which Another was, very subtle amount of blood. Like, the blood is very subtle in this movie. Yeah. We just see, like, a tiny splash on her face. On Ladybug's face. And that's, it's, like, done in the slow motion. Like, she just, right before the worst thing ever happens to her, mm-hmm. a little bit of blood goes on her face. What? With, like, this muted sound. And then, boom, he gets bashed a few more times with yeah. his hammer by Alex coming back to get his revenge for that beating. Sound sound editing in this movie is fantastic. Oh, it God. wasn't... It, none, of, none of the annoying strings or shrieky jump scenes. Like, everything was just, I thought, perfect. Yeah. It's, like, the visuals alone mm-hmm. would do the jump scare. So they'd support it with a little bit of a sound. They, they did, but it's, it wasn't it was, over the top. No. It didn't, like, do that silent to jump thing, like... Sometimes, this could just be me, but, like, sometimes it feels like the the loud, screechy strings is what I call it. But whatever, even if it's just, like, huh, whatever that really loud sound is, like, it's uncomfortably loud. Yeah. Um, uh, mine, mine stopped recording, but is yours still going? Yeah, mine's still going. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, we're still going. We're fine. Um, those sounds, like, sometimes are uncomfortable in the, like, room. You know what I mean? Like... And that adds, like, an artificial layer of discomfort and, like, makes things scarier sometimes. Uncomfortable in the room, like, when, when you're Like, when you're watching it. the movie on your own, yeah. and they put something that's, like, I guess more or less, like, maxing out the microphone, right? Yeah. Oh. That uncomfortable sound, basically, it's just louder than the rest of the movie has been that you've, like, you know, acclimatized to your taste. Yeah. You've or acclimated, like, you've got the volume where you want it, and then something blasts above that in a moment. Whatever scare is happening at that that moment, it takes is, you out. It's a distraction. It, it's but I think it's both a distraction and a cheap way to emphasize it sometimes because like yeah. you're you feel that level of like oh, my neighbor's just here, but you're paying attention to a movie, so that's just this like tightness in your chest. Right? The vast majority of the time, I fully agree. It's just yeah, it's, it's it, it it takes you out of whatever atmosphere has been built up to that time, and then once it passes, you have this weird kind of sense of relief, and you're still out. You're not. You're not sucked into that scene anymore. Yeah, exactly. The relief you're having is like a real world relief. Rather yeah, than it's like, oh, that was a loud noise. Now I'm calm again. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And this movie, every time there was a loud noise like that, it was supported by a very disturbing visual. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't, It wasn't like you said, the decibels weren't cranked up too loud. No. So it was no, no, no. irritating or anything. It was, it was all just very effective and balanced. 100%. And that balance is so crucial. And that was very important in this movie specifically because it was a movie about mm-hmm. like, you make sound and he finds you. Yeah. Right? I didn't... I mean, the so the night scene where they... Of course, the sky's blind, so the gimmick that is it's going to happen point. where they they cut out the lights so that way Let they're it. all on the same level playing field. This is, of course, going to happen. Tell me about it. I, I didn't like it that much. Maybe because Ooh. it was kind of ruined on trailers, but I don't know if it was the way that it was filmed. Like, it, it looked like a cheap after filter of night vision as opposed to what a real camera night vision looks like. I have a conflicting... Yeah, great. Hundred percent. You like that scene? Not only did I like it, I was ready to gush about it. Let me open my notes here and take a look at it. Please do, because um, I'm gonna read one for one. My. Notes. I mean, we. First of all, it's very short. They're both kind of lost for a little bit. Um, one yells out the yeah. other's name. Uh, there were a lot. I felt like there were just a lot of close-ups on that scene that it didn't was. really give the full scale of like oh how how lost are they in the dark where are they in relation to one another it Fair. just i didn't think it was executed as well as it could have been um my note about that that scene um <laughs> was uh, i'm gonna read this actually lights out scene holy shit <laughs> um, okay so my thought there <laughs> was that um first of all the lights go out and the very shortly after they go out, it does. It doesn't go green mm-hmm. like the like sometimes we're a little bit accustomed to. It goes gray. Yeah, it's this weird gray, and that's very important, I think, because this guy is represented in that sort of color scheme. His palette is like a gray. It's true, right? So then he fades into the background by backing up. He has this moment where he's walking around. He's like, "No, hold on. They're at my level now," mm-hmm. and then he gets patient. Right? 
he um he basically gives us exposition by like his action in that moment and that is supplemented by this grainy gray that he can monstrously fade into like a ghost not only that but um right after the lights go out one of them makes a sound uh, or i guess that's when he calls the name right yeah he shoots when he shoots and the gun muzzle goes off it is bright vibrant color for one split one second. second yeah and that was one of the like i thought that was so stylistic that was like mm. the coolest thing right like uh, it's it's not really scary but that's so cool that like they're kind of they're not just taking the light away they're trying to bring them to sort of to his place and like in their world it's this very although dingy colorful mm. world ah uh, that's yeah that is that is interesting and when they're brought to his all vibrant level, colors contrasted with the gray monochromatic yeah. yes basement. contrasted with that and they're walking around blind in that mm. like that whole movie takes on the a different feel at that moment like he knows they're there mm-hmm. and he has the upper hand and it yeah. becomes almost a battle of attrition and um it, it does feel brief though no like it i feel like the whole the whole scene in the darkness was maybe 30 seconds total i think it's much longer than that. is it i think so yeah because they're stumbling around for quite a while yeah he takes some gunshot or he shoots them a little bit um they how far do they go they're one there's several separate shots of them for quite a while mm-hmm. um he gets grabbed through the thing and is kicking the and then the, gets knocked the shelf over knocks the, the shelf over which buys them some time yeah and then they run then they're running through it and, and that's then when over, they come yeah. across the the girl um right uh is that right no, because the girl's dead at that point. They had tried oh, yeah, going no, up no, the, right, right, right. They tried going uh, up the pallets, she dies, and then they escape. But there are those, I think where, it happens three times in the movie. Oh, where, is that they go upstairs, and then they meet the dog right after that point? Uh, could be, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they go upstairs and colors back when they go upstairs. Right. I think that's when it returns. Yeah, um, but there there were those like very effective and exciting moments, I think there were three of them in the film, where he was, they did get the guy debilitated for a short amount of time. Yeah. And as like as a viewer, you're like, okay, this is your chance. Yes. Like, try yeah. to get out of there. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's the point where they see the dog, and then they run back upstairs, and they get trapped in the, trapped room. In the room. Somehow he breaks out okay, of the room. that's okay. We both had a problem with that. We right? did. We, it, uh, it just wasn't get, clear. Well, they, they show... Uh, he opens a window, right? And it's barred. They, and they, they, that one, too? Yes. Yeah. So they've addressed there are two windows, and they both have bars on them, and they cannot escape through those windows. This is after and, they have trapped themselves in a bedroom, running yeah. away from the guy. The cabinet's in front of the... Barricading the door. Yeah. There's a big like wardrobe in front of the door, yeah. and the dog's barking at the door, so the dude knows they're in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little vent, a little air thing that she crawls into, and she's really just in between the floor and the ceiling. Yeah. Um, uh, so she's crawling through there. That's how she gets out. She's in the but vent. He's then uh, the dude, Terminator style, just starts bashing on the thing, and he mm-hmm. goes flying, and the dog gets in and smashes him out some wall or window. That we- it's a window because there's other glass. There's broken glass on the glass he's laying on. So it was a window for sure. So maybe the bars weren't screened in, but either way, it was a bit of a. It felt like a bit of an oversight. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they, if they, clear. if he could smash his way out of that window by accident, then they being would pushed have by a dog. They would have ago. gotten out of it. That's yeah. what they were looking for. Yeah. So, so that's that was, a minor. That's a weird minor criticism. A very minor thing is like. They're like, but couldn't they get out? Not get out earlier. Yeah. Whatever. But those little things. The the part. The point is that when you're that watching a horror movie like that, these these little moments. It's not that they're unforgivable, but they they can be distracting. They can take you out of the intensity as you're watching it. Yeah, that's definitely true. And not only that, but that I think is the main like cannon fodder for um, people who don't like horror movies, or the reason that on like a grand scale, like they tend to like good ones tend to get like six to seven out of ten. That is true. People, all all non horror fans, they they coalesce around those moments in particular, and they're like, "Oh, so fake, so unbelievable." Yeah, those blah, moments blah, blah, blah. of acting where someone like yeah. makes a choice. It's like, yeah, we're trying to. They're, yeah, they have we to want, justify in a real world. They do, and we we want to have our belief suspended. Like we, we we're okay yes. with we're we're forgiving to a certain extent about things like this. We just still want non horror fans to have a reason or too much yeah. of a reason to. Yeah, it's to dislike the movie. It's like it is not. It doesn't have the gravity to detract from how good the film is. Mm-hmm. It's just something that, as you watch a movie, you go like, "Caught ya." Yeah. It's just a moment where mm-hmm. you know they made a mistake, and it's like there's one huge one of the like that's the one in "Don't Don't Breathe" that I can think of. There's 15 in mm-hmm. like other horror movies that I like. Totally, but you know, I mean, so, like that does. There is a separation yeah. between like 
that's the one that that happens kind of immediately and in the moment makes you go, wait what what's happening here yeah the other one maybe was that the the uh cellar door the kind of horizontal one mm-hmm. it looked like like rotting wood panels that were holding this thing done like i mean if they they, yeah. they could have shown that it was like steel beams or something like that like i just wanted them to just punch their way out it did seem thing. like they could have just rammed their it way. It did out. seem very flimsy. So those are the two that kind of took me out a little bit in the midst of the movie. And then the the other broader ones were uh, the fact that, like I was saying before, why wouldn't they check out this guy's basement when this girl went missing eventually? But also just the trace of text messages. Like they would look into these two guys who robbed the place. Mm-hmm. They'd probably analyze their phone and say, oh, they were communicating with this other girl who was also there then and, and interrogate her. And also... She's leaving with her daughter. I don't think you can just take a child, even if you're the older sibling, yeah. and just peace out, you know? Yeah, well, I, I think that all, again, is su- supported in this less than... Um, it's, it seems like this almost like Wild West of Detroit. Like, right. The, there's, almost, there's little law. Um, the and, and, and those parents, those Nazi parents are probably like, ah, they're out of here. Oh, yeah. Better for us. The thing is, though, um, I, can, let me, I can maybe justify that. Um, their text messages, as I remember them, mm-hmm. are like, I'm in, and let's do it. You know? Like, nobody's saying, this is what we're here, what we're going to take. Like, they talk about that in person. And then they're like, I'm in the closet. Right, but then you have a whole night of text messages saying, I'm in the closet, I'm here, let's do this. Uh, yeah. To the people that were, like, to and from her cell phone. Sure, it was her cell phone. They, they'd locate, I think that, they easily, the, they easily the place her at the crime. And fingerprints, footprints. Every, I mean, the place is potentially, covered traces of her. Potentially, um, that really depends on the investigation they did. Because, mm-hmm. remember the dude did not say anything was stolen. He said that, specifically, these people were um, coming into his house, theoretically, to rob him because they were armed, and he was able to kill them both. That's true. That could be, as, as long as he complied and said there was only two of them. He there, could have he could co- coerced the the investigation away from incriminating mm-hmm. discoveries. Like, just by his own, like, this is what happened. Mm-hmm. And they're like, clearly, you know, nothing's stolen, so we don't have anything else to investigate. Yep. You know, these two people, yep, they're here and they're dead, and they're, yeah. they have stealing equipment, and their phones say that they're trying to steal. Mm. And these these are minor things. They don't really concern us in our, over no, uh, with no, our no. broad enjoyment of the film. This is but just for, more I mean, enjoyment. Of we've gotten yeah, we've got an hour to talk about it, an yeah. hour plus. So we we do have the luxury of being able to go through these things. Yeah, of yeah. course. Like, and overall, I think we both. I think you maybe enjoyed it more, I but we both liked it. it. Oh goodness gracious, mm-hmm. I loved it. I don't know that I'm comfortable in giving it like an out of ten rating. Like, yeah, I, quantifying is always dangerous. Yeah, know? I don't think that's why I think vague terms like we can say love, like it was okay. Yeah, so I'm giving I liked this movie. Yeah, I uh, I loved it, um, and I think my love of it is because uh, it's a beautiful movie too. Like it's really well shot, hmm. looks really good, sounds really good. Like um, if you don't even consider the story. Like, yeah. it's just a heart, a beautiful, a great, awesome movie. Uh, just mm-hmm. a, a pedigreed filmmaking. It's really fun. It's a, like an adrenaline and rush of the, an experience. Absolutely. There's absolutely that. It's it's a good movie that I would recommend to people who, if you have friends who don't really like horror movies per se, but can handle like, like a yeah. bit of horror elements in it and do like kind of a good thrilling. Like for some reason it reminded me of Panic Room. Do you remember that one yeah, with yeah, yeah. like just the same kind of like oh good guys and bad guys within like a one house setting? It's it's very similar in thrills to that, but it does like we've talked and discussed already have horror elements in it. Yeah, I I, uh, I think this guy was just so effective. He's just such a, gr- a scary guy. I feel like great performance. Who, yeah, 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 you know, definitely great performance from everybody. I think. Yeah. The guy who gets shot first. He had an awesome performance. He was like yeah. really mm-hmm. a little too animated at like the table at the very beginning of the movie when he's discussing the plan to get the three hundred K. Right. Like calm, a little calm, too excited. calm down. You know. The Alex looked for do you remember what Alex is from? He looks a little familiar. He does look familiar. I can't He looks super little. He looks like he's twelve. Looks like a child. Yeah. But she looks pretty young too. Yeah. But we know she's from Little Dead. Yeah. The recent remake. She was awesome. She's so good in Evil Dead, and the, that's why it's hard to believe that it's the same director because Evil Dead is so in the tradition of Evil Dead, excessive and pleasurably excessive with the gore and the blood, yeah. and this one is so restrained. Mm-hmm. Well, they just had different like they were going for different things. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what Evil Dead is, so, like, good on them for doing it. I well. love the makeup in the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I got Especially it. her makeup, in it specifically. She's the one who's in the basement, right? At the... Near the beginning? Yep, yep. Yeah. I think. Yeah, she's... She's gross. She's yeah. Like gross. <laughs> yeah. That's a... That's an example of an amazing trailer. That, that Evil Dead trailer. Like, I forget what the score was. I want to say it was maybe... Um, I don't recall it. It, it was kind of like dubstep which I'm not a fan of dubstep at all, but in the context oh, yeah. of really gory, uh, demon-filled, demon-possessed teenagers just, like, hacking each other with a chainsaw, like, it just, it was Perfect. great. I thought oh. it was a great trailer. I kind of remember that a little bit, like, that music being, like, Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're yeah. all gonna die tonight. Uh, any, I, I think we pretty much said our final thoughts on it, and... I really, really loved it. It's great. It's just... I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Uh, it's I, you don't see something like colorful like that. Like I'm always struggling to see in horror movies. Like they want to dark you, like put it in the dark. I this hope. One, they, I hope that that's the movie and not just some weird torrent that no, we download, no, like no, not no, version, because no. it almost seemed too vibrant. Like the regular color schemes um, throughout the throughout it, the day. It the seemed game. like um, like like a, it like a, a filter that almost was placed on. It, it seemed like a little. Yeah, filtered in some way, but it, I don't think so. I think that's I, hope so. I think that's the, the actual. I hope so. The actual color, and yeah. I think everybody watching it is going to see that yeah. color. Check it out. Watch it with a lot of people. It's the kind of movie that you can you can kind of talk your way through a little bit and not detract from it too much. I think we did, and we sure awesome. did. Yeah. <laughs> we enjoyed it. God, the turkey baster. Turkey baster. God, was there anything Plu- better than plutonium that? colored God. sperm? Ugh, and then just. That's what I will remember. I will remember that most from this movie, I think. In his throat. And just jamming the turkey baster down his throat, squeezing the turkey yeah. baster. I think it's like shoot. Yeah, he's gagging on his own sperm. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Gags yeah, and spits out his own. Oh god damn. <laughs> we both were just like, oh my I can't, god. I can't wait to hear our reaction of that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Holy shit, that was great. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, horror fans. Uh, Scaredy cats. Scaredy cats. Uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. See you next time.